Thanks for joining us for another episode of the Fox 12 Weather Podcast. This is episode 72. Today is Thursday, October 5th. I'm meteorologist Jeff Orgeron, joined by Camilla Orti. Hey, Camilla. Hello, Jeff. And Chief Meteorologist Mark Nelson. Hey, Mark. Good morning, guys. Yeah, we, uh, guys, I think last week around this time during the podcast, uh, by the way, Camilla was not part of that podcast, but uh, we were talking right. about how mm-hmm. things were going to be warming up and all of a sudden that is like the main focus right now. So um, we're really going to dive into the forecast regarding the heat, uh, that breezy and at times gusty east wind that's going to be setting up. Um, kind of going over the rundown here. If you're joining us uh, through the video portion of the podcast, uh, you're probably seeing what we're showing. Um there will be the possibility, it looks like, guys, of some record heat toward the tail end of this little heat event during October, at least in Portland. Uh, elsewhere could be a different story. Um, and the nights are also going to turn pretty warm as well, so we'll go over that. We're also going to go over some general statistics for the month of October, um, some of the extremes that we've observed over history. And uh, we'll also talk about what's normal for the month of October. Uh, we have a term of the week this week. Camilla is going to get into maybe some of the science and math. Oh, no. <laughs> it's like being quizzed all over again. I'm just kidding. No pressure. Well, there's a test at the end. And if you okay, fail, you're out. Okay, great. No, Perfect. Um, and then I do want to ask about Iron Man. Um, so we'll kind of wrap up the uh, podcast with, with a little bit of fun here. Um, cool. But let's get into it. Uh, it's actually, uh, well, we've had some rain this week. And now things are changing quickly kind of heading back to some heat um mark you're the driver of the the graphics here so i'll kind of let you take it away uh you choose what you want to start with here well this is funny folks because jeff uh since we're doing this sometimes we record the podcast in the morning sometimes in the afternoon and this is a morning one and i had yesterday off so i'm looking at these graphics and they're teeny tiny i have no idea let's see how how about this one oh let me change this minute i have to go somewhere else here Oh, now I've just brought everything to a halt. There we go. There's a big ridge. There you go. This is why it's going to warm up. Now, um, Jeff, I I might argue with you when you use the word heat. Uh Um, Uh-oh. I'd say warmth. Uh, Since we don't expect anybody to get above 90, I might argue with you on that one. That might be how to start a Met fight right there. Yeah, I mean. This is kind of like a hot versus warm discussion, too. I I would argue, though. That if somebody hits 88 or 89 on Friday, uh, well, some would argue that's that's some heat. No, it's borderline yeah. heat. Yeah, for October well, if standards. If, well, if 50, our average five in the morning, if our average high is in the upper 60s and we're hitting the upper 80s, I don't know. You yeah. can make the argument. Uh, sure. <laughs> Relative to normal, it's hot. I guess. Okay. Yes, I'll give you that one. Fair enough. Yeah. Fair enough. <laughs> and Big ridge, you- though. It's our, Jeff, it is our heat you, wave pattern. Yeah. Did you bump up Saturday's temperature too? Sorry if this is if I'm jumping the gun a little bit here, but oh no, that's good. I I did Camilla, and I had, uh-huh. and I I don't I don't want to sound like that guy, but Mark is the one that came up with the term. I almost used Jeff's rule uh, today, where oh you know, the ta- yes, during the tail end of kind of a heat event. Typically, we see this during a heat wave when the east wind is or the offshore wind is gradually dying down. Uh, but we still have really dry air in place. That final day can surprise us. It has many a time. And, yeah, I bumped it up. Uh, I have 
black, what I did this morning was 81 for Thursday, 84 for Friday, and 84 for Saturday. But hey, there we did hit 85 Saturday. The IBM graph model had an 85 for Saturday. So, Ayo. yeah, I looked. You know why? Because the uh, models at one point were turning gradient flat on Saturday, and now I see the easterly persists. As we'll see on these wind maps coming up, the easterly right. flow persists through Saturday morning at least. And usually that's a good setup for us. As long as it gets started earlier in the day. Uh, this time of the year, it's gonna, that's going to do the warming. But yeah, the, can you? We can all see these records, right? So the record for tomorrow today is ninety. We're going to go eighty-one, right? Yeah. Uh, record for tomorrow is eighty-nine. We're going to go eighty-four. The record for Saturday is eighty-three, and Jeff is now going eighty-four, which seems reasonable to me. Mm -hmm. Let's look at the, the actual graph model here. This is today's forecast. Look at those temps along the coast. So we got low 80s, folks, if you're just listening. That's what we see in the valleys for today for most of us. Um, coastline, you see this mix of 60s to 80s. That's because we're just picking a specific, like, grid point on the model. If it's on the beach, it's going to have, you know, the cool ocean water, you know, influencing it like Newport. If it's just two miles inland, like maybe the little grid point we use for Tillamook, it's going to show low 80s. So um, it'll be kind of a variety of temperatures right along the coastline there. Yeah, so this is kind of like the day one, the heat ramping up. Uh, day two yeah. is when things could get really interesting. Wow, yeah, I 89 think so. there at Salem. Mm. You know, our graph model has been, and, and I was just, believe it or not, folks, I was actually on a graph conference call yesterday with the folks from wow. IBM. A co graph <laughs> conference call. We do <laughs> is that why you took yeah. the day off, Mark? Yeah, I had to, I had to recover from that, from the model <laughs> conference call. Oh, no, I had an anniversary. Um, oh, that's right. So, um, happy so yeah, so uh, yeah, yeah, happy anniversary. I pointed out to them, I said, I don't think the graph has been too hot during any warm spell this warm season, right? We don't see no, it it's get too warm. If anything, it's run a little cool sometimes, sometimes. Mm -hmm. Mm -hmm. Um, but for two days now, it's been showing those upper 80s in the valley. My and guess is it's a go ahead. Well, I was going to say that's not the only high resolution computer model. The NAM Nest is also showing upper 80s in the Central Valley. Okay, so they go together there pretty good. Notice it's a little cooler in Portland. Probably the, if we, if, well, it looks like the areas that do get the gusty east wind may, may have trouble achieving those upper 80s. A little exactly. bit too much wind. I mean, it's, it's October, so didn't really stop us last year much, though. Um, but that's Friday's forecast. Notice that's the warmest day at the coast. Look at that. Whew, Everybody gets into the 80s at the goodness. coast. So wow. east wind makes it to the beaches. There's no reason the beaches won't be as warm as we will be. Um, and then this is Saturday. Yeah, you see, look at the flow reversal along the coastline there. You see the, it's in the 50s and 60s it at is, the coastline I, Saturday, but it's in the it 80s is, inland. It is so much fun being out there when that happens too, like that that reversal, especially when, if it's like in the 80s and then the wind reverses during the middle of the afternoon. It's, it's not comparable or comparable, but uh, when I was forecasting in Texas, um, they, they have something called the Texas Blue Norther where like mm -hmm. a really strong cold front comes through and the temperature can drop like 50 degrees in a day. Um, wow. So it, not quite like that, but it can be very dramatic along the coast. You know, we had a heat wave here once, I don't know, 10, 12 years ago when my kids were younger and it was, it was hot. So we were like, let's go to the coast. And I knew the east wind was kind of ending that day. Mm. So we headed out there. I was excited. I think it was like 90 at the, uh, at the big cinnamon roll place, um, Camp 18. And we, we must have stopped there too long because then when we got to the beach, the wind had just reversed. It was in the 60s. It turned foggy in 50s. And we stayed about two hours. And I said, this is too cold. And we went home and we enjoyed the warmth on the deck in the evening <laughs> instead. 
<laughs> so I you guess know, I'm not a cool weather. And then the warm season, I want warmth. So yeah, I didn't one like more that. note on that. Um, uh-huh. One of the most dramatic cool downs that we've seen during like a heat wave was after that extreme heat wave with it, that we had in 2021, where we had that strong southerly yes. blow return. Oh, yeah. It, I have that was the, crazy. I, I still have the graph from my weather station at home, and it just I, – I love looking at that. Anywho, that, I'm sure a lot of you remember that. Um, I'm sure okay. a lot of you also keep that same you know, data from that day as well. Same yeah, right. with all my family photos. That's correct. <laughs> <laughs> okay, so now we're looking at the wind there and this is oh this is tomorrow so today's kind of a northerly actually I, I have a higher res model so what we use on air and what i'm showing here this is the four kilometer resolution which means there's a grid point on the model every four kilometers what is that 2.8 miles something like that is that about right Did less than 3.1 because right? that's 5k thank mm. you that's good see <laughs> runner you cross training right there for two subjects so um, anyway, it shows the gusty easterly wind, especially in the metro coming out of the gorge, a little bit over the Cascades, and it extends to the coastline. That's tomorrow. And then here's a closer view. This is 10 a.m. tomorrow. Crazy. And you notice everybody gets the easterly wind tomorrow. Today's more of kind of a north wind with just a – we've got maybe two millibars through the gorge, easterly gradient. Tomorrow should be more like five, which is significantly higher. But you notice uh, at least this four-kilometer model says, hey, there's a pretty good swath of easterly wind. Um, that comes out of the gorge and then uh, across most of the metro. But you do you notice this cat. Uh, yeah, go ahead. I was just yeah. going to mention that sometimes we have a, a wind that will funnel through the gorge, but this one looks like it's also going to be pouring down the Cascades. Somewhat, yeah, especially in the afternoon tomorrow. That's what I noticed. Because you notice even this model, four kilometer, has no wind in Clark County tomorrow, midday at least. Pretty quiet up there. Oh, that's yeah. a good point. Now, if you go to the higher res stuff, because, you know, we got higher res stuff. Now, the view isn't quite as good here. Let's go to. Yeah, this what? is this afternoon. Oh, go ahead. No, I'm just um, squinting because I don't have my glasses on. There Let we go. Oh, here we go. Can you see it now? So the area, That's this nice. is from the Wharf GFS at UW. It's 1.33 kilometer resolution. This is the highest res you can find uh, anywhere. And uh, the areas in yellow have gusts to 20, about 25 miles per hour. So this would say. Oops, this is at, uh, this is this afternoon, about 2 p.m. It's breezy from the north across most of the metro area. You can see that easterly wind coming out of the gorge, kind of heading west-southwest as it always does. And you see the peak right around Crown Point. That's why I love this model, because you can see those gusts, uh, maybe about 35, 40 miles per hour at Crown Point this afternoon. So that's this afternoon. Uh, so today's more of a kind of, like I said, more of a kind of a northerly wind for most of the metro north-northeast, except out near the gorge. Now tomorrow, whoops. Now, tomorrow morning, this is interesting because as the wind strengthens in the gorge during the night. It's also breezy in the West Hills. And you see yes. those gusts. What is that greenish color? That is 35 knot gusts. So that's gusts, you know, over 40 miles per hour out in Corbett area and um, right along the Columbia River approaching Trout Dill. Also notice, though, during the nighttime and early in the morning, it's pretty calm tonight. Uh, a good chunk of the metro area goes calm. So those windy areas... I think I have a graphic for this that you made, Jeff, coming up. The windy areas are going to stay in the 60s tonight and tomorrow night. Yeah. Calm areas like Hillsboro, maybe PDX, all of Clark County, you're still going to drop into the upper 40s and low 50s probably because it'll be clear, I think. Yeah. Um, Can I jump in really tomorrow quick? morning. Let me add one last one. Sure. Go um, ahead. Just a minute. Just, just so all these maps together. So then tomorrow afternoon, then the easterly wind surfaces for every, almost everybody. So tomorrow afternoon, everybody gets the easterly wind, and that's when we get our real heating. So there you go. 
One of the toughest forecasts are when um, we're in like the middle of a cold spell or uh, we have a strong cold east wind during the winter time and we often right. want to jump on those really cold overnight temperatures right but for the areas that are exposed to the wind what ha what always happens during the winter time it always stays a little bit warmer right right um and so in this case that's that's going to have a similar effect um it's going to keep those overnight temperatures a bit more elevated for the windier spots the wind sheltered locations will probably be quite a bit colder um but you're right, Mark. 60s seem like a reasonable expectation for those windy nights. And I was even seeing some models like the the one that you were showing a little while ago, the IBM graph model that was showing upper 60s, which would. I Yeah, I think that's reasonable. <laughs> that would. I don't you know, I didn't look at the all time record warm low for the month of October. Have you do you know that off the top of your head? We could probably pull it up. At some point, maybe this Camilla, can you get on that? Because I don't. I'm afraid to open another browser and bring my computer to a halt. <laughs> um, you know what? I you guys know. keep talking. I I can look it up pretty quickly here. Well, so you, yeah, okay. I was going to say that. Um, yeah, I do remember early in my career. I remember the first year we had a really warm October, like last year, where we had an easterly wind kept coming back. And I remember a few mornings where Troutdale was 70 degrees, but it was 48 in Hillsborough or 48 yeah. in Clark County. So there'll be a huge range in temperatures each night because. Um, and we could probably debate this one too. So PDX is a real problem for forecasting because we never know. Will the easterly breeze right. keep blowing at PDX? Because it's kind right. of where the east wind tails off. I mean, yeah. this the wharf here would argue that PDX will will what we call decouple, or that the uh, easterly wind will disappear at PDX. And if that can happens, you, we'll drop well down in the fifties. Go ahead. Can you bring up the overnight low forecast, the three day? Um, I felt like I was being somewhat conservative too. I know I. We keep trending the numbers up here, but um, it's it's a difficult forecast because you just don't know how far that east wind is going to be traveling in the nighttime. You know what? I didn't bring that. Somehow I missed that graphic. Okay. I have like 18 graphics here. I'm sorry. I missed that one. And I saw you had a 60. Did you have 60 for PDX tonight? I, I did. a. So here's. I'll just tell you what I, I put in the forecast. So uh, 61 tonight. So Friday morning, 61. Saturday morning, 61. Sunday morning, with the assumption it's going to start to die down the wind. It should be 58. Calm. Yeah. Yeah. It's 58. So, um, but like I said, I was kind of being a little conservative, Mark and Camilla, like looking at the models, but anywho, keep going. I'm looking up the all time record warm low. Jeff, I think we should make a bet for PDX. I think PDX drops to 55 or lower. Mark thinks we're going to decouple. Are we going to uh, decouple? We're going to decouple as opposed to coupling. Um, we're going to decouple. <laughs> I think PDX here, here's because I, I just looked in prep for the podcast last October when we had 12 days at or above 80. The warmest night was 56 at PDX. Oh, wow. Wow. Most, okay. most of the days that were 87, 86 degrees, it was like 52, 54, 51. So what you're saying PDX is PDX usually decouples. I did cheating. cheat. Yeah. Um, <laughs> although it'd be interesting to check out Troutdale to see what those lows were. Okay. So last yeah. October. Record October. warm low for the month of October actually happened in the back half of the month, believe it or not. Um, both on October 20th and 21st, the record warm low was 63. So, was that, was that in 2021? 2003? Bingo, Mark. Ah, dang yeah, it. Yeah, that, that was not from East Wind. That was, we had a cloudy and humid cloudy. and a real warm air mass. That's the other way it can stay warm during the overnight, right? 
Um, yeah, no, no, that, I think that's probably more typical. Like later in the month, it turns cloudy. Same with early November. You know, you could have a, sorry, Jeff, but you could have an atmospheric river in late October and, um, that could, um, that could give you the warm nights. So okay. yeah, I think, okay, we will see. So I'm thinking I'm going to make a bold prediction that PDX does not have a night below, I mean, above 56. Wow. That is bold. Okay. But I bet Troutdale has a night that's above 65. For sure. Troutdale, much more likely. Um, but, yeah. wow, the wind guru speaks. We'll have to see how this plays we out. We'll see. Or is he Place not? Will he bets, be dethroned? Folks. Place your bets. Place your bets. <laughs> yeah. Okay, so speaking of warm temps, what about records? We covered the records for PDX, right? Let's talk about, oh, first 80-degree well, days. Well, those, those were daily records, right? Those were not right. all-time. Right. Okay, oh, this, yeah, this graphic. Is, this is just like, I mean, if you, I have sh some short-term memory loss when it comes to weather stats. Um, Camilla probably remembers this because I'm sure you were training last October for something. Yeah. Yeah, were it you? was warm. I, I'm <laughs> sure. Well, hold on. Last year, let's see. I would have been done with my, because my Ironman was earlier last year. So right. maybe not. But I remember like being able to ride my bike outside like for a long time through October, which was kind of nice. And we yeah. had no fall rains yet. We were still right. totally dry. And that's why we had those fires break out. Remember the Nakia Creek fire was in yeah. early, mid-October. That was really weird up in the uh, Clark County. There were also yeah. some like uh, burn piles that got out of control in the coast range, from what I recall. Right. Because usually mm. it's okay yeah. to burn. You know, like right I mean, now it's fine. So for the folks that are just listening, we're showing 80 degree days in October. <laughs> About 30 to 50% of the time we see... Uh, an 80 degree day in October. So that means over half the time, typically we do not. Um, yeah. it's on, it's, it's not unusual, but it doesn't happen every year. In fact, um, let's see one, two, three, four in four out of the last six years, uh, we have, we did not have an 80 degree day, but that being said, we were just kind of alluding to last October. We had 12 days at and above 80 and that absolutely Crazy. demolished the previous record of 80 degree days in October uh, we did that. We had six days at and above 80, three separate Octobers, 1952, mm -hmm. 1980, 1991. But last year was just ridiculous. Yeah. Yeah. So lots of 80 degree days. Uh, let's see. I haven't seen these graphics. Lots of numbers. Um, yeah. It's a little bit busy, but I just, you know, I wanted to show that we can get some heat in October. Oh, heat. Okay. It can get warm in October. I don't know. That's terrible. Wait, wait, that's, 90s. That's fair, yep, right? 90s. Bingo, Jeff. <laughs> I wasn't sure if we clicked the Astoria graphic. We're starting in the valley. Okay, we're good. You're starting in the valley. Yeah, just lots of. Did you use this one on TV? I haven't. No, I I was pumping that out before I. <laughs> a even, lot of numbers. Yeah, I know. <laughs> it's okay. I, I wouldn't say you couldn't use it on TV, but it's like, wow, that's a lot of numbers. Yeah, um, yeah, yeah. Here's another one. Should have done Warmest October days today. in Salem. Looks Wait, like Salem is hitting 90. To, hold on a second, Mark. Go back to that graphic. What? We didn't we gotta include the people that are just listening. We gotta tell them yes. how yeah, that's hot right. it that's was. What I was gonna okay. so, Good call. Yeah, warmest October days in Portland. We had a ninety-two. That's the uh, warmest. Nineteen eighty-seven, October first. Also happened October first, nineteen eighty-eight. We had a ninety-one. We had two times we've hit ninety. Um so and that was also it's always in the first Exactly well, eleven days of the month. Yep. Yeah. Yeah, okay. worth mentioning uh, latest 80 degree October or latest 80 degree day in Portland on record, I believe, is the 21st. And was that and actually, 2003? I think it you, was, yes. 
That same gotta, warm, cloudy spell. That was weird. Yeah. I got to tell you a funny story really quick. Andy Carson turned to me this morning and goes, I think I know the latest latest day Portland has hit 80 in the month of October. And I was like, you do? He said October 21st. And I was like, how wow. do you know that? He's like, because it's my wife's birthday and she loves warm weather. So he oh, always remembers she that. Does. that. Yep. Denise yep. likes the sunshine and warmth. That's right. There yep. you go. Yeah. Okay. But so average, then Salem. Average oh, is September 30th, right? I was just yeah. looking at this. Okay. Yeah. Okay. Continue. Uh, and Salem is pretty similar. Just a lot of the similar dates as well. Um, Salem did hit 92 on October. Oh, that see, that's interesting. I don't remember that. So during one of those 80 degree spells in Portland, mid October last year, that was kind of near the end. We only stayed in the eighties in Portland, maybe too much easterly wind, like what models are kind of showing coming up. And then Salem hit 92 that day. That's interesting. Like yeah. the graph is showing a little warmer in the Valley than up here in Portland. Huh? Mm. Yeah. So some upper 80s, low 90s. You said you have an Astoria. Oh, we got Astoria. Look at that. Nice. What do we have there? Camilla, you want to do this one? Sure. Yeah. So it looks like the warmest October day in Astoria, 85 degrees. Actually, that happened a couple times, 1987 and also 1980. Uh, but low 80s, no no 90s here, of course, along the coast. Um, gosh, what was the most recent one? Oh, there's 2022. So that's in third place where Astoria hit 83 degrees that year. So yeah, so in, in all those 80s we had last year in Portland, just the highest at Astoria was 83. Although I wonder, we don't have records for it here, but um, I bet Tillamook and Newport maybe could have been warmer. Yeah. You know, Astoria Airport, Yeah, it's a little tougher for to get extreme heat there with a the northeast wind because the, the air is coming, I, I mean, I think it's coming off the um, Columbia a little bit. Young's Bay. Well, yeah, Young's Bay. Oh, is it? Okay, Young's that Bay, would be right? Yeah, that would be right. You're um, right, Jeff. Right on. But those aren't too extreme. So I do wonder if we'll see some all-time records fall. I mean, this is pretty strong high-pressure loft. And I saw an A50 millibar temperature forecast of around 20 degrees Celsius um, on Friday. Yeah, plus 20. I, that's that's up there. Last year, yeah. did you see my notations, either of you, on the, on the, um, the October... That, that where we have the record highs and record lows, that sheet. Does anybody no. look at that? Um, I did. If you're, oh, I did. Yeah, neither yeah. Of us, none of us are in the weather center. Did you see my no, notations on there? Yeah, I did. It was 850 millibar temps on each of those. They were all last year. All those 80s last year was like plus 18, plus 19. I think uh, the highest was a plus 21 or 22. So we're right up with last year. It's just that this year it's not going to go on off and on for two weeks, the whole first half of the month. It's clearly going to warm up, then cool off, then warm up and cool off. So on that yeah. note, most of these heat stats, like the, the most extreme temperatures we've seen in October, Astoria, Portland, Salem, generally happened in the first half of the month. Um, October is an interesting month because we see the biggest swing in average high in Portland or basically many areas west of the Cascades. Um, the average high at the start of the month, 71. By the way, today is the first day where our average high dropped into the upper 60s. 69 degrees is the mm. average high today in Portland on October 5th. By the end of the month, the average high temperature is 58 degrees. Um, so a big swing in that, and uh, oftentimes we can see you know, the faucet turn on for good. Right. <laughs> mm -hmm. Or the rainy True. season begins. Especially that last, those last 10 days. Uh, last year was pretty extreme because we went from you know extreme heat, oops, or warmth, um, into the, into the rain <laughs> and the, oh, I caught myself, um, into the rain. And then, uh, you know, it just seems that those last 10 days of October often are not always, but are often kind of like, okay, the rainy season is just about here now, you know, very, right. very different. Mm -hmm. 
Okay, guys, you see this? Oh, yeah. Let me get my graphics out of the way. So this is the, um, looking ahead, this is the 24-hour rainfall QPF, but rainfall, and multiple run trends. So this is from the euro. You start, I don't know, about four and a half, five days ago at the top. What did the euro show for 24-hour rainfall? And then you work down um, down to the uh, yesterday evening's run. I've got something here in the way I really want to get out of it. Well, I can't see the bottom. So, But the point is, so if you take a, you can see my cursor, right? Yes. Yeah. Okay. So if you take just, I cannot see, I've got, I've got something in the way here. I'm guessing, oh, here we are. The, the black line is where we are now. Okay. And so then you can take uh, the most current runs and then go off to, I don't understand. I don't see a zero Z. It doesn't matter. Uh, anyway, the point is a few days ago, two to three days ago, um, the euro was pushing a lot of precip into here Monday, Tuesday, Wednesday during that period. But if you then you, this is like Monday, Tuesday, Wednesday, right in here. But as you go in time, these last few model runs are not as wet. And in fact, farther out, like next Wednesday, Thursday, Friday, earlier, it was like, oh, it's going to be a pretty wet week next week. Look how it's kind of dried things out these last few model runs. It's not nearly as wet, not maybe not totally dry or maybe it will be dry. But the point is, it was looking like next week was going to be, you know, OK, it's going to be wet. Now I kind of get the impression, am I correct, Jeff? I, I was off yesterday, but it's it's pretty wet Monday or Monday, Tuesday. And then it's like, yeah, there's not much of anything happening the latter half of next week. Yeah, Maybe. it looks like cold front brings steady shot of rain late morning, afternoon, Monday. Transition to showers late Monday into Tuesday. A few showers linger into Wednesday morning. And then drying out during the day Wednesday, maybe for another few days after that. High pressure building in. Doesn't look like it's going to be as strong of a ridge. And I imagine after that rain, yeah. we're probably going to have some inversions setting up. You know, the foggy mornings. Fog. Bust, the bust type of forecasts where we are like, okay, yeah, it'll clear out. <laughs> And it doesn't clear out. No, we're not quite there. Yet, right? <laughs> it doesn't. You mean like yesterday? Uh, those are the <laughs> yesterday. worst. Oh. We you did know, pretty well. Camilla, we did I was talking well. to Jeff yesterday. Yeah, we were chatting yesterday on text, and I was like, oh, at least out of my house. It even drizzled at midday, and I specifically said, cloudy, but we won't deal with any drizzle. And it wasn't barely, it wasn't really enough to even wet the ground. But I'm like, as I was outside working, doing some stuff, I'm like, where is the sunshine on the east side? It really never cleared out. I mean, it kind of tried. But yeah. then um, I told Jeff, seriously, what? This is a big deal in September and October and again in the spring. But once we hit like Halloween or beyond, expectations really do lower. Like, hey, it was cloudy today. I thought it was going to be a little sunnier. No big deal because people don't make big outdoor plans once we get to about Halloween, I think. So, yeah. Um, so we'll be safe. These busts are only a problem in the early fall. We, we'll be yeah. safe because then people will be inside later. <laughs> we, we normal people don't make outdoor plans, but Camilla plans on running over the coast range in late October. Or <laughs> That's right. <laughs> I'll That's take right. as many as many sunny days as I can through the fall for sure. Yeah. yeah. Really teeing up this Iron Man discussion, which we're running out of time, but that's fun. We'll we'll still do it. Oh, we are. Uh, um okay, so we've kind of talked about okay, so let's just really quickly uh, reverse course. We talked about the heat next few days or the warmth, as Mark would like to say. Um expect things to turn toasty and then if you're exposed to the wind during the nights, it's going to be a little bit warmer at night. But I think the fact that the air will be moving is going to make it feel a little bit more comfortable outside, especially given the lower sun angle. Then transition day Sunday might have some high clouds drifting in late in the day. And then the rain comes back Monday into Tuesday. And then we should dry out Wednesday into Thursday. Um, we should be done with 80s theoretically after this next few days. Um, but I already said that once this year. So I'm being really careful. Um, <laughs> And so, yeah, we were talking about the wind. The wind 
offshore wind really dries out the air. It doesn't, it essentially shuts off any kind of moisture or moist air coming in from the coastline. So the relative humidity drops and with drier air, the temperature fluctuates more during the daytime. I mean, we see a big spike in the temperatures, but we also have the air that's going to be descending the cascades and descending the coast range, which compresses the air and it does a little something, something to the air. Camilla, we've got a weather term of the week and I, I want to oh, see yeah. Camilla, by the way, Camilla is probably like what halfway through meteorology school now where are you at not, percentage -wise? not quite so this is i'm i'm into the first semester of my second year and it's a three-year program so not quite at the halfway point but almost okay so but it, it sounds like you may have touched on the topic that we're going to be discussing here mm -hmm. yes right. the stuff it. that jeff and i have mostly forgotten yeah don't worry i've got my notes right here in front yes. of me yes uh, wow. yes, no, but written. you're talking about, well, are we, uh, what specific term are you, are we doing the term of the week or are we just talking we about, yeah, we're, okay. we're doing, and it's kind of like a, it's like a two-part term. It's compressional heating. You've probably heard us say that on air once or twice, um, or adiabatic warming or adiabatic heating. Um, it sounds like kind of a scary big term, but <laughs> really a lot of us experience it throughout the year. And Camilla, you, I want to hear your explanation. I'm sure you're going to do it. A phenomenal. Oh job. gosh. <clears throat> well, there's adiabatic and then there's diabatic, right? And mm -hmm. adiabatic is there's no exchange of heat with the environment. So we're just talking about, like Jeff said, uh, the effects of basically air molecules being compressed. Um, and we can talk about the ideal gas law when we talk about this sort of stuff, which is essentially the relationship between pressure, right? Volume and temperature. And uh, there's no, I mean, ideal right gives you the clue that we're kind of simplifying the process here but in general it lets us uh kind of make uh these assumptions about the relationship so yeah basically as as gas is compressed as those air molecules are, com are compressed they heat up yes jeff what's he doing? showing us with this. his hands here we go uh, just dance? like that oh <laughs> yeah <laughs> Yes. Yeah. So of course, you know, with the offshore wind, we get that coming up and over the cascades and that downslope wind is, is compressing and heating up. Yeah. Uh, one simple way to do it. Wow. There's, there's an, there's actually an equation, but I'm not going to mention the equation necessarily too much, but imagine you have like one plus one equals two, right? Or one plus two equals three. When you add a little bit more there on one is. side, if you add a little bit more on one side of the equation, the other side of the equation increases. So, right. So if you're increasing the pressure on one side of the ideal gas law equation, on the other side is the temperature, the temperature increases. Um, so you're, you're pushing the air down, you're compressing it down that mountain slope and that compressional heating just boosts the temperatures up even more and oftentimes can surprise us. I mean, Mark was the first one to text me about it man, the Central Valley could be climbing into the upper 80s. I mean, we just kind of get like an additional mm -hmm. heating mechanism out of this kind of event. Mark, yeah. I'm sure you have a perspective on this. Yeah, it's been it's been a bit longer since I was in school. So, But it all sounds very familiar, and, and we use it every... Uh-oh, dog is not happy. I put them upstairs hoping that they wouldn't start barking. That's okay. Sorry. Uh, no, no problem. So, no, I don't have any great thoughts on that. It, it works pretty well in our climate. We, we get that easterly wind. We get the downslope. Sometimes we see a downslope off the Blue Mountains in northeast mm. Oregon. Pendleton can suddenly, with a southeast wind, all of a sudden the temperature will take a huge jump winter or summer. We get it sometimes. Where else do we see it? Well, sometimes coming off the west slopes of the Cascades as well. 
into the central coastline Oregon. though it can be so dramatic out there i mean it could be a right. nice chilly morning because the air is already dry like in the 40s and then bingo it just flies up into the 80s Tillamook Valley is, is like really known for that because it's a real, real bowl. And so all that cool air from the coast range drains into the Tillamook Valley at night. It's really rare to see Tillamook have a warm night during an easterly wind spell. Usually it'll cool off. Could be 38 degrees in the morning and 81 in the afternoon one of these days or maybe 42. But, That's amazing. Yeah. yeah. Good stuff. Um, okay. Good stuff. Iron Man. I want to know about like when is the Iron Man competition? Where are you competing? And I want – I know a lot of people are kind of following along your journey, Camilla. It's mm -hmm. exciting stuff. So fill us in. Yeah. So, uh, man, that's coming right up. It's uh, so we leave for Kona on Wednesday. So this coming Wednesday and the race is on Saturday. So Saturday, the 14th and um, it's the Ironman world championships. It's the big one they've, they've had there in Kona in Hawaii for gosh, I don't even know how long at this point. Um, but this year's a little bit different they separated the women's and the men's fields and basically put them in different locations just because I think there were so many people kind of overwhelming the community of Kona uh, that they decided mm. by splitting it up, it would just be a little bit easier for the community to handle, um, you know, just with the influx of athletes coming in. So it'll just be women in Kona this year. So this is the first time mm. they've ever done this. So it's going to be really cool. I'll just be racing with a bunch of uh, women on the island. Can any cool. triathlete just jump into this competition or do you have to qualify? You do have to qualify. It's kind of a weird system. Uh, you know, you hear of like time qualifications with things like if you're qualifying for the Olympic trials and the marathon, and there's just a very strict, you hit this time you're in. Uh, with Kona, you have to get a slot based on your age group. So you have to place highly in your age group. And it really depends on the Ironman race you're doing to qualify because they might give out different amounts of slots depending on what race it is. So it's kind of weird. Sometimes they'll throw in an additional 50 slots if they want more people to sign up for this race in Texas or whatever. Um, but ultimately, you just have to place highly in your age group and hope, cross your fingers that you get a slot. You don't really know until you show up to the ceremony the next day. So... I, I follow your, your social media and by the way, you should follow Camilla if you want to follow her journey in this Ironman competition. Um, have you been training for the humidity out there? I see that you've been doing some sauna work and wearing shoes in yes. the sauna. How dare you? Why would you ever do that? <laughs> oh my um, gosh. Sorry, this I had to so shame you for that. Um, yeah, let's open this up. Uh, let's talk about this because basically what I'll do, I, I'm trying to hit the sauna three times a week immediately following a workout session when my core mm. temperature is already elevated, I jump in the sauna. I just sit in there and sweat for 20 minutes. It's supposed to do a whole host of things, increase your blood plasma volume. There's EPO, there's legal EPO, everybody. Okay. This is how you legally heighten your EPO levels. Wait, East Pacific <laughs> oscillation? Is <laughs> no. that what it is? No, that's no, not it. This is the Lance Armstrong EPO. Um, oh, yeah, no, and it also helps you become a more efficient sweater, like you're losing less sodium, all Makes of this sense. stuff. Um, but I'll jump in there immediately following like a run session. So I'm not going to take my socks and shoes off you're to right. then just put the sweaty socks and shoes on. You know what I mean? If I was like yeah, nobody wants to smell those feet. Thing, yeah, exactly. But I posted this question on my Instagram. I'm like, is it weird to like be fully closed in a sauna? And it was very split. Some people were like, you're psychotic for not taking your shoes off. It was a total guess, by the way. This, this was a total guess as to why you were doing the sauna work. Yeah, I, 
I, yeah. I just, uh, a light bulb went on. I was like, okay, it's actually going to be much more humid than it is typically out here. Um, it's oh, yeah. sticky out there in Kona. Yeah, it's a huge, it really, that's the big sticking point of that course for athletes. It's not a particularly difficult course if you look at the elevation map, um, but the wind and the heat is what, is what gets you. And I'm okay, scared because so I don't do, I don't do great. But you're going to have fun. You're going to be, you're going to be, do, yeah. you're going to do well. And you're going to, you said you're good. You're going to go do it for fun and, um, right. you know, you're going to enjoy yourself. No It'll be tough and see how it goes. Exactly. Just happy to You'll be there. You'll do great. Thanks. R- remind excited. us one more time before we wrap this up. What date are you running? What What's the weekend? It is Saturday, October 14th. And if you would like to follow along, there's a free Ironman tracker app you can download. And you literally can just search my name and you can literally watch my little dot moving through the course. Oh, and fun. if you see it stopped for more than five minutes, you'll know that the heat got to me and they're dragging me off the course. <laughs> <laughs> Hopefully yeah. that doesn't happen. Well... We're excited so for you, that'll Camilla. Be, oh, during the eclipse. Yeah. Oh, yeah. Same that's time right. as the eclipse. Ooh, that's got to be good luck, right? Yeah. Ooh, or it's a bad omen. I don't know. <laughs> Stop. Just kidding. I'm sure it's good. <laughs> yeah. Well, yeah. we're excited for you, Camilla, um, and I'll definitely be following Thanks. along the journey. And, uh, yeah, keep up the keep up the hard work while Mark and I just chill at home and eat pies and you know, other fall no, foods. No, you guys don't know. You do way more than that. You know it. Yeah, right. Um, <laughs> All right. Good thanks. luck. Thanks. Thank you, everybody, for joining us for episode 72 of the Fox 12 Weather Podcast. Hey, enjoy the warm weather because, well, we know what's coming in a few weeks' time. We're probably going to be entering the heart of the fall season here. But, uh, yeah, we'll be back next week for another episode and an update on what's going on with the forecast. Until then, have a great time. Oh, this weekend. We'll talk to you soon. You're waiting and hesitating and tell us. Please tell us. 